And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, back into Job. I am greatly disturbed. Oh, boy. That's uh, the comment that comes out. I am greatly disturbed. This won't win any fans, but the truth doesn't change. Hey, science changes. People change. Governments change. Cultures change. But the truth never changes. The current culture exists in this fake self-righteousness bubble called I am offended. The media is directly complicit in this insanity. This is a key reason why God established his word amongst the earliest of mankind. Because of humanity's humanity's sinfulness, when people are offended, it is because they think they are God. And everybody should notice and care. Hogwash. I call shenanigans. Who cares if we are disturbed? Get over it. Okay. Next, his wealth will bring him no joy. Another interesting statement referring to the wealthy. But money, Dave, makes everybody happy. This same goofiness ignores King Solomon's warnings that wealth is not the answer. Money is not happiness. It is not evil unless a person makes the pursuit of money their full life dream. It is a mindset, kind of like positive thinking. Only the problem with positive thinking is pretty simple. If positive thinking worked, then every home football team would win every single game. Oops, didn't think that one through. And finally, the truth is that the wicked live to a good old age. Yes, they do. Don't be in denial. They do. Don't always think that people with money are more blessed. But that is when the believer needs to remember Psalm 73. And we all go, oops daisy David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. So if you don't think you're surviving, we want to encourage you to give you a lesson to help you survive. If you feel like you're doing better than surviving, not all the way there, but you're kind of living, we want to give you as many encouraging elements through the Word of God and through your communion with God and with one another in Christian fellowship to help you live. And if you're doing living but you want to take the next step up in prevailing, that's a great thing, and we want to give you whatever we can to help by being your brother and by being your your family in Christ. We want people to survive, to live, and to prevail. And you go through different phases in life, and you know what? That's okay. We also cover politics, entertainment, and current events, which I can't stand, but we got to do it, so it's something that's got to happen. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, which are endless, and 
Oy vey. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, guess what? You'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! All right, talking to Dynamite D is like talking to somebody who brings you good news. That's a blessing. That's good, right? Right? Whatever it is, it's just good news. Oh, that's good. You know, free pizza. Oh, that's good, right? Anything like any of that stuff's good. You can tell I'm in my, my seventh and a half week on the diet, and this is where things get tougher. You got it, Dave. Mind <laughs> over matter. Yeah, well, I don't know, because my mind is, in my mind, it don't matter. That's the problem. Anyway, we'll just go on from there. <laughs> if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, if you've got something going on in your life, and you want people to join with you in prayer, oh, please do so, right? That's just like, we'll, we'll just join it together. Psalm 119, verse 63, I am a companion to all them that fear you. Let's do that. That's great. Hey, keeping it simple, if you've got a praise report, right, and it's just something that could bless people, and you don't even know, I don't even know if I can share it. Just try. You'll be amazed what the Lord will give you and enable you to share. All of those things are always a blessing, okay? Additionally, if you've got anything else going on, you're like, you know, what, what is it? The, the right recipe to the best apple pie. We're still looking We've been for waiting that. on that for a long time. Yeah, that's a, seems like that one is elusive. Here is your uh, simple uh, trivia question. I'm kind of hoping that most people will get this pretty quickly. Where, where was Jonah when he prayed to God? Where was Jonah? When he prayed to God. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. A couple things to remind you of, and then we'll get into the Jobinian teaching. Please don't forget to be praying for the audience. Don't forget... April Buddies, right? Also on the website, just making this as simple as possible, uh, there are prayer request forms and praise report forms if you want to share, but you just like, I can't do the radio, Dave. I just can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. Well, then you can go to the internet and maybe just write it on there. Um, we, we also have a couple people that just do mail correspondence. Sally Kirkwood is one of them. I sent her a letter. I'm hoping, Sally, you got it. We've had everybody been praying for you. You're a blessing, and we appreciate you. And so I just want people to be kind of active in this stuff. Be active in the stuff of the kingdom and keep it flowing. Do we have somebody ready to answer a trivia question? All right, we do. Send them on through. Here I knock, am. knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? You're speaking to. I'm sorry. I'm speaking okay. to. You're breaking up. Speaking to who? Okay. Uh, my name is Genevieve. Hello, Genevieve. What's a Bohemian name. 
how are you doing? You know what? I am blessed. Amen. Amen. That's fantastic. Just you saying that is a is a shared testimony right there. I am blessed. That's Amen. Right. Excellent job there. Are right, you ready for the triv? You ready for the question? I'm ready. All right. I, I feel confident you're going to get this. Where was Jonah when he prayed to God? In the middle of the whale's belly. In the middle of the belly of the fish. You are correct, Amanda! Now, there's two big things on there that I want to talk about, and I just I think you'll appreciate the feedback. One, it's not quite the Disney picture where he had a rocking chair and had a <laughs> fireplace and a rug and a lamp. Yeah, that's not quite how that went. And then the other yep. the other thing is he didn't pray right away, which to me has always been the greatest mystery of all. I, and that's one of the things, like, I think, you know, Jesus has the biggest line in heaven. Job has the second one, because we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then uh, Jonah has a pretty big line, because people are going to go, while the fish was eating you, while it was consuming you, did you not consider to pray then, instead of waiting until you were inside the middle? Did it not dawn on you? Maybe I should pray. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but isn't that just like us? Don't we always wait to the last minute? Exactly. You are exactly right. That's exactly the point. We're still talking about prayer. People pray, and they do everything they can, and when there's nothing left, then they pray. And it's just like, okay. Oh, yes, right. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. I should have prayed. Linda should have prayed before they even did anything. Exactly right. Excellent, excellent job. Thank you. That was a fantastic call. Very, very, very great job. Well, thank you. Enjoy talking to you. All right. God I'll bless. call back. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was fun. All right. Now, let's get into the text. <laughs> now, nobody's going to like. I'm not trying to. How do, I, how do I say this where it doesn't. <sighs> okay. I'm not seeking to create problems in people's lives. Okay. This is not my goal. My goal is simply to look at the scripture and point out from a practical point of view uh, how important some of these uh, things are. So before we get to Job's statement, we're in Zophar's uh, statement. It's his second response to Job. And this is in uh, Job chapter 20 and verse 1. Okay, Job 20, verse 1. And you would think... Man, you guys are really taking your time going through Job. Yeah, because there's so much great stuff between chapter 3 and chapter, you know, 31, but most preaching gets done on the other stuff, and it's like we just want to go through it piece by piece. I think it's really quite marvelous. One of my favorite teachings has become that anyway. So I want you to look at what happens in Jophar. This is a Jophar verse 1 in chapter 20 and verse 2, and this is all I want to, I want to comment. We'll go just a few minutes long because it's huge, right? Then Zophar the Namathite replied, I must reply because I am greatly disturbed. So now in, uh, I don't think that's uh, that particular, what does yours say? Just that one little bit. What does it say in the ESV? Therefore, my thoughts answer me. Okay. Well, that's, see, see, this is, (laughs) this is why I'm using this text. Because the idea is he's got to say something. And then in verse three, I've, you know, I've had to endure your insults. Now my spirit prompts me to reply. I've got to say something about all this. That's not the issue I want to. I just think it's amazing that people think that because they're disturbed, somebody has to listen. 
So let me explain. Let me explain to you what I mean by this. Okay. When somebody is offended in our culture in the last 20 years, if it's against Christianity, it's on the news. <laughs> it's like, and then right behind that is what? I am entitled to what? What? And I was thinking as I was driving in and praying, you know, maybe I should, I, I'm not going to do it, but I want to get a bumper sticker that it says you're entitled to nothing. Because the truth of the matter is that every breath that you and I take is a gift from God, including our first one, and you are not entitled to that, let alone a second one, let alone a third one. There's no entitlement to it. It's a gift from God. And in that gift from God, there should be some sense of appreciation. But the idea behind it is like, yes, but I'm entitled. No, you're not. No, 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 no. See, here's the thing. People think they need to be heard because they think what they have to say is exceedingly important. What I have to say is not important at all. What Jesus has to say is important. What I preach and teach is not does not hold the level that what Jesus had to say. In other words, what God has to say is more important than anything we can come up with, and everybody complaining about what they don't like is just that same humanity kvetch fest. And you know who's really not impressed with that? God. And the reason that it struck me so is because this person is trying to say the right things and do the right things, but in doing that... They're also coming across like, I have something to say and I need to be heard. Hey, I got something to say, and if God lets me say it, I will say it. And if he doesn't let me say it, I won't say it. Because if the Lord says yes, then it's yes. And if the Lord says no, then it's no. But that I don't like that, Dave, so I'm going to sue everybody. It's like, what, what happened? Where's, what is this stuff? And so the idea behind this is that people are mad at one another because they're offending one another because things are changing all the time. I'll tell you what's changing. There's greater sinfulness and selfishness in every generation that's growing up. I mean, the generation before us is, has got what we had plus a little less. The generation before them, a little less. The generation before them, a little less. By the time you get down to it, it's like, what happened? And you know what's sad is the scripture says in Israel that it, within one generation, within one 40-year period, they entirely forgot the Lord in one 40-year period. They forgot God. Give me all the stuff you want to give me. That's the problem we got going on in our country. We forgot God. That's not a good idea. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Consequently, blessed is not the nation that does not have the Lord. It's a double negative. Nobody cares. <laughs> Just so you know. That's a whole other thing. Nobody cares. Okay? All right. Did you get that? We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, 
that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Darius, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person. cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where another show is just whizzing by, whizzing by, whizzing by. Okay. All right. Wait, I got to sneeze. I can tell. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Hey, I sneeze. Thought you were joking at first. No, no, I got to say. So they do this whole thing where on, on, on radio, you got to be perfect. And all this other stuff, it's like, no, you don't. You just don't have to do that. You know, you know, you can be human. Dave, do you sneeze? Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> Although I will say this one thing that's hilarious. Bert, now, whoops, I just knocked over the phone. Bert, you know, Bert's kind of like recovering. We're all recovering without Levi. But Bert does uh, the funniest thing. When I sneeze, Bert doesn't do anything. He just kind of wags his tail. When Noel sneezes, he gets up and leaves the room. Hmm. Like her sneeze scares him. No comment. Yeah, no, I've been using it though. Come on, you can't not use something like that. That's too. That's just too funny. Okay, here we go. Uh, all right, now little, uh, little, not tougher, but you got to think about it. Why did Isaac pray to the Lord for his wife Rebecca? 
why did Isaac pray to the Lord for his wife, Rebecca? Okay. All right. Uh, Genesis 25 would be a good reference point. Okay. All right. Uh, if you think you know the answer, where are we? 972. No, yeah. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Okay, got a couple of jokes, just in case you were wondering if I had jokes, because yes, I do. Yes, we got plenty of teaching, and the last part of this teaching is really good, but i got to do these jokes. Ready? Uh, ready? Why are frogs so happy? Why are frogs so happy? They eat whatever bugs them. Eat whatever bugs that. Okay. Yeah. Well, somebody's calling in. That's all right. All right. Did you hear the one about the skunk that went to church? The skunk that went to church. He had his own pew. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Right. What animal has more lives than a cat? And Deb should be this. What animal has more lives than a cat? The answer. A frog because he croaks every night. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. A chicken walks into – now, let's see if you guys can pick this one up and then we'll be done. A chicken walks into a restaurant. The hostess says, we don't serve poultry. The chicken says, that's okay. I just want a soda. <laughs> see? They, okay. <laughs> then – uh, the show just slowed down. All right, so we're ready. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Are they on the phone? We're figuring it out. Yes, they are. Answer, ready to answer the trivia question? Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Jesse. Hi, brother. How are you? I'm fine, David. All right. You're, here we go. Ready? All right. It's pretty pretty straightforward. What? Why did Isaac pray to the Lord for his wife, Rebecca? She was barren. That is correct, Amanda! And even that prayer, so it's people think you pray, and then, oh, that's just, like, super fast. It's like that was multiple years before that took place, that answer. Abraham's promise and answer from God was 25 years in differential. So you pray, but it sometimes it takes a while to get to the answer. It's just a question of whether we hold on to the faith or not. That's a big part Amen. of it. Amen. Thank you so much. Very well. All right. God bless. God bless you. Okay. All right. There we go. So, uh, okay, got the jokes, got that done. Now we get into the deeper. You guys ready? Okay. I wish we had little Jaws music because it seems like it would be kind of appropriate. All right. I want to talk to you about money, and this is this next segment. So this is still the same guy, Zophar. He's responding to Job, and here's what he says, okay? He says... Um, in verse 12 of Job 20, he enjoyed, enjoyed the taste of wickedness, letting it melt under his tongue. He savored it, holding it long in his mouth, but suddenly the food he'd eaten turned sorrow within him and poisonous venom was in his stomach. He will vomit the wealth he swallowed. God won't let him keep it down. He will suck the poison of snakes and viper will kill him. He will never again enjoy abundant uh, streams of olive oil or rivers of milk and honey. His labors will not be rewarded. His wealth will bring him no joy. All right. Now, I do want to say this, and I think this is a worthwhile point to bring up. All right. 
and, and I'm focusing on this because we're in America and we have the great, this is like the greatest country, right? I'm not sure it was wealthier than Israel because they, they said that the, the that silver was like rocks in the ground. And to me, rocks in the ground and that being equated to silver, that's a high, high, that's a pretty high level, right? For their economy, for how they function. So that part I'm not sure about, but man, do we have a great country. It's awesome. The problem is in the framework of the greatness of our country and the freedom of our country, we have had quite a bit of push towards money being the main focus. And you can't you can't be in denial of it. You can't say that didn't happen. Of course it happened. Of course it's it's true. It's not that Jesus is anti-capital. That's ridiculous. It's not that he's anti-social. That's ridiculous. I mean, those are all just ridiculous things. Everybody trying to pin God down to a he's this way or he's this way. Oh, stop. Okay, that's not, it's none of that's true. Here's what you know for sure. That people who think that wealth is the answer are going to be severely disappointed throughout their entire journey. If you think that money is going to solve your problem, number one, you haven't read Ecclesiastes. Number two, you haven't read Proverbs. Number three, you haven't read the Psalms. And number four, you haven't read pretty much anything in the Bible. Because people think that money will do everything they ever want. Guess what money can't change? That thing inside you that pumps the blood. It can't change your heart except for make it harder. Here's the, the core in that. Your happiness does not lie in what you possess. Many, you know, there used to be a bumper sticker out. Most of you know it. He that dies with the most toys wins. Okay, that was the bumper sticker. And now the bumper sticker is like he that dies with the most toys still dies and has to face Jesus. So that's the counter bumper sticker. And the point in that is to understand that while money is a tool and not an evil tool, Making money the pursuit, that's the problem. Making the mindset that you live for money means you don't seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's a problem. If you, I'm going to say this, but say this carefully. Everybody can change what I'm about to say. Nobody is stuck in this, what I'm about to say. But if you live for your paycheck to pay your bills, you're not living for the Lord. Sorry. Don't get mad at me. If everything to you is about money, you're missing it. Do you think that God has plenty of wealth? I think you guys know that God has plenty of wealth. But he wants us to make their I know. I'm not saying money doesn't have a tr- – of course it's got value. Of course there's a stewardship involved. Of course it's, it has a – but the person who has the, the most money is not the most blessed. The person who's closest to Jesus is the most blessed. And in our society, we think, like the Pharisees did, which Jesus rebuked, we think that God's favor is demonstrated by the by the money they make. It's like nope. Cuz what you're going to tell me then is that the mafia was blessed by God. I mean, are we going to go there? <laughs> like that's all right, you're going to take all the foreign dictators who suck the money out of their people and are wealthy and rich and billionaires, well, they must be blessed by God. Okay, that is just ridiculous. And I'm not against money and we need money to run the ministry. I'm not an idiot. 
I've worked I've worked three in the morning to three in the afternoon, five days a week at Village Inn at twenty first and gosh, I can't remember if it's Glendale or Northern or Union Hills. One of those. Anyways, in Phoenix, I know you gotta do what you gotta do. I get it. I get it. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is this. Money and wealth will not bring you the joy that the presence of the Lord will. Because in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy, not in the presence of a Benjamin. Okay, I just, sorry. Oh, it's great to get it. It's great to be blessed. Great to get bonuses. All that stuff's fantastic. If that is the core of your existence, you are not close to God. Sorry. And even Solomon, as wise as he was, and with all the money he had, said, no, that ain't it. Of course not. It's the Lord. Okay? All right. We're going to break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There is this pursuit in people to find happiness. And we've just been revving up and going through the one person who had the capacity, who had the resources to do whatever he wanted to do in order to find happiness. We find out that as Solomon, who writes the book of Ecclesiastes, tells us, he tells us all these different things that he tries. What he's seeking to do is find what is uh, something that drives men, what is something that drives women? What is something that drives children, people, humanity to just keep going when everything seems vain and everything everything seems meaningless or everything seems frustrating? And so he goes through, because his resources are unlimited, if you'll keep that in mind, he goes through a whole litany of things. He goes through searching in through knowledge and wisdom. Talks about that in Ecclesiastes 1, 12 through 14. Finds out that's not the answer. He does it in partying and drinking wine. I lived in Temecula, wine country, part of wine country in California. Solomon had more wine than these people could ever dream of. He talks about that in Ecclesiastes 2, 1 through 3. He talks about building a house, personal accomplishments, doing a garden. He had artistic works involved. Everything you can imagine Solomon was doing. I mean, he was doing it all. He was creating gardens. He had amassed a ton of wealth. He had high levels of entertainment. He had male and female singers. The guy had more sex than any person could ever even imagine. And he had superiority and control. And he gets to Ecclesiastes 2. And when he gets to Ecclesiastes 2, 10, and 11, he says, When I surveyed all that my hands had done and had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. He could not reach the level of satisfaction that he was searching for. That was his conclusion. He poured resources, he did this, did a lot of stuff. So he gives two hints, two declarations, I should say, not really hints, to help us understand what is the answer to pursuing happiness. Ready? Here it is. This is I, I'm telling you, this is the biblical answer. There's no other. Here it is. Ecclesiastes 2, 24 through 26a. A person can do nothing better than to eat, drink, and find satisfaction in their toil. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases God, God gives wisdom, knowledge, 
and happiness. The answer, Solomon said, is God has to give it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 12 through 13. I know there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. This is a gift from God. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where this show has been lights out crazy with little signs and wonders. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? This is like the last two weeks have been like this. Remember we were talking about getting into the gifts? It's like, yeah, what is into going the gifts, on, right? And healings, and yeah. So if you guys heard the show, that fill was like exactly, Eric picked up on it, Joy picked up on it, it's like exactly, Deb always picks up on it, that is exactly what I was just talking about. Just like, come on. And Jennifer sets that, I'm not even around, I'm not even in the city when she sets that, just to let you know. So we've had one thing, the prayer thing, and then this thing, and it's just like, what is going on? We just hope the Lord is using this and people are getting from this. The most important part. What is that? The answer is more of him. That is the answer. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't care. More of him. So uh, we're going to pray for everybody right now. Uh, D had this, this kind of the impression we just need to be praying for everybody. So let's do it real fast. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up our entire audience to you, Lord. We love them. We love you for allowing us to fellowship with them. We don't know everybody personally, but we know that there's a touch here. And we're really appreciative. And there's some people that, Lord, they just need to, they need to let it go and leave it in your hands. There's other people that are just they're really hurting and they don't want to talk about it. And they just need healing and they need, they need a touch physically or emotionally or mentally. And we are praying for them. And, Lord, you are our resource for those who are really struggling Remind them that you are the resource and the source for them. And move upon them. And people that are dejected and discouraged, that they could heed the words of the psalmist. Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Please, Lord, minister these truths to our, our people. Your people, our family. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okay. So and, and anytime you get that going on, like, you know, if D gets something going on, I guess we just like, yeah, we'll just do our best. You know, you don't do any. You know, nobody's looking to do everything perfect. If you are, you shouldn't be listening to this show. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Uh, our next trivia question. Okay. All right. Uh, are you ready for this one? What did God do in response as Hezekiah wept to God in prayer? That's a good that's just a good question, right? It's not, you know, what did God do in response as Hezekiah wept to God in prayer? And no, Hezekiah does not have his own book. Okay? Right, so just, just so you can, uh if you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero 
You can also text in 214-210-8483. That's the text number. And then you can also send an email, david at he must org. So it's always here in the show. We do have somebody calling in, but it's always here in the show that we send you up to the website. So there's like three little mini things to tell you. The first little mini thing is if you've got an Apple or an, an Android, right now there's apps for KAAM 770 on the website. Okay. Plus our app for ours, which is Android, is uh, is updated so it's working and everything's fine and the new ones are coming. Also on the website are some newer brochures. You just we, we just make sure you, you looked at those and we got even newer ones coming on there because we'll be speaking. So so if I have an Android, Dave, which one do I download? You would well the, if you're going to do the KAAM, there, it says Android under one and Apple under another. So if you click on it, it'll take you right to either store. And then if you have you want to use our app until we get our new one, it'll say right there this app. It's, it's like the on the mobile app, it's a big picture and it says click here to get to the app, and that's an Android one. But sooner it will also be an Apple one. We're getting there. It's only taken us four years. <laughs> right on time, Dave. Yeah, we're just right on, right in the Lord's timing. All right, and then don't forget money. Money is important because uh, it helps us keep it doing, keep doing it. But I, I would tell you this, and I really mean this: if you want to give but you can't give, that's awesome. It's awesome that you have that spirit, that attitude. But here's what I'm going to say to you: pray for us. I need the prayers. To me, that's gold because it is gold. Check out he must increase dot org. Prayer request? Hemosincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Now, I happen to know what that's from. And I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a list. I'm just going to tell you guys this because this is hilarious. My uh, children made me a list called Dave's Wacky Favorites. And that's one of the songs that's on there. Ah, got it. That makes sense. (laughs) For those of you that remember, that's right. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it there. It's just too funny. All right, so Dee was trying to get me to say the name of the apps if you go to the Google store. One of them is called Spoonanity, and the other one is called The Spoon Experience. Okay, Spoonanity or The Spoon Experience. They're not perfect. All right, send the person through. They've been sitting on there a long time. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Jay. Hey, how are you? Fine. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for for holding on so long. I am sorry that that it was as long. We tried to get to you a little sooner, so I apologize for that. All right. Are you ready for the triv? Are you ready for the answer? Ready yes. to give the answer? All right. Yes. What did God do in response as Hezekiah wept to God in prayer? He extended his life 15 more years. That is correct, Amundo! You are 100% correct. And see, most of the time you think, that's awesome. For Hezekiah, that might not have worked out quite as good because he did a little worse in that last 15 years than he did prior, which kind of tells you that God knows the better timing than we do. But God gave him 15 more years. God can grant that and will grant that. The big thing is to keep steady in the Lord, not to not to not to kind of veer off towards the end. That's a big thing. Excellent job. Did you know that right away? Yes. Ah, excellent. Very, very good. And I appreciate that. 
And is there anything we can pray for you about? My sister is uh, recovering from a, a stroke. Yeah, can I pray for her? Is that good for Please. you? Please. Let's do it. Father, we lift up his sister to you right now. Lord, you, you, you are the king, and you are the healer. You're the creator of life, let alone the healer of life. And so we're asking for acceleration in healing. Getting through this stroke process, finding recovery, finding ways to live. That's important, Lord. And we ask that you grant them favor, grant favor to his sister to find those little nuggets of moving back to normal, moving back to the right place. And Lord, nobody can do this. Only you can do this. But we we ask you to do it because we believe that you do things like that when we have a little bit of faith and when we... We put our trust in you and lay it at your feet. So please do this for their family and let it be a blessing for their family, for everybody in their family. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're more than welcome. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. That's what we do. We want to be able to do that all the time. Does it always work? I don't know. That's, That's my answer. I don't know. We'll do our history later. We're so far behind. I mean, do you want to? Should we exit and then just do the last little thing? Yeah, let's. We'll exit and do the last little thing because this last little teaching, you're gonna. Uh, well, you might like it. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? You say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Here is your only hint. Her initials from a biblical point of view are a wonderful candy that many of us have eaten. Okay? Does <laughs> like that? That's a good, that's a good, uh, you know. It's a wonderful candy that many of us have eaten. And I would even say some of them have peanuts in them. All right, anyhow, bottom line, see if can figure that out. No, no. <laughs> Just going to leave it there. Somebody's calling in. They're going to rescue me from myself. Thank you. That's very nice of you guys to do that, by the way. I love it when you call and rescue me. Do you like my intro, though? I lost my piece of paper. <laughs> that was good. It's like, what am I doing? What am I saying? I have no idea. All right. So we're going to have somebody answer the trivia question. Is that right? Yep. Here we go. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're better. I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good today. I appreciate that. Except the introduction, I my piece of paper I normally read. 
it was stuck underneath a book. It was like, wait, where's my intro? So anyway, uh, <laughs> it was kind of a phony moment. All right, my friend, here you go. Here's your trivia question. Who called Jesus Rabboni? And the hint was a great candy that a lot of people like. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't know until you gave me the hint. Did you say that again? I didn't know what it was till you gave the hint. <laughs> Mary Magdalene. That is correct, sir! It is Mary Magdalene. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good hint, right? Two initials, yeah, good candy. Yeah, I like peanut ones. <laughs> M&M, that's good. It's got peanuts, right? M&M. I like, the, I like all of them. I was like, you, you got a good pickup on that, Will. That was a good pick. I wanted people to catch that. Way to go. Very, very astute. Good job. Yes, sir. All you right. have a blessed day. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where this has been as fine a Monday show as I can think we've ever had. Pretty much. Yeah, just one of those. All right, here's your triv question. Then I'm doing history, because if you think I'm not doing history, you've lost your mind. Uh, Here we go, making it easy. When Elisha prayed for his servant... And the Lord opened his eyes, the eyes of the servant. What did the servant see? Ah, if you're looking for a specific, you don't have to give me a perfect answer. You should get the general uh, uh, element here. But the answer is in 2 Kings 6. Okay. So when Elijah prayed for his servant and the Lord opened the eyes of his servant, what did he see? Remember where he goes... Uh, you pray for him. Lord, open his eyes. Let him see. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, let us do our history. Let's go All right, uh, today, I uh, can't do a lot of, I'm trying to drop a little bit on the foodie things. That's uh, working out okay. sometimes, but not all the time. Uh, today is Pigs in a Blanket Day. It's a day to eat sausage wrapped in pancake. I loved those when I was it's growing like, up. <laughs> just <Yummy>. then? Cause <laughs> well, yes. Okay. <laughs> I got to say, I'm, 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 I like stuff like that. That's my my difficulty uh i i find this i'm going to say something and then nobody get upset 1771 the highest recorded tidal wave the highest recorded tidal wave was 278 feet uh, off of the island uh of the ryuka i think it's ryuka chain and that information comes from the guinness book of world records and they say it's from 1771 on this day and my only question is how do they know that that's the question i have i mean how do they know how do you know that a year earlier it wasn't three times i mean this okay Sometimes you just got to smile. <laughs> just go, okie dokie. Uh, 1967, first, uh, this is kind of the first person to die during a space mission. Soviet cosmonaut Vladimir Komarov dies when his spacecraft became entangled in its parachute and plummeted to Earth. Uh, of course, the three United States 
uh, astronauts died during a simulation of a launch pad three months earlier on Apollo 1, just so you can know. Uh, last two things, the 1981, the first IBM PC is, in, is introduced. That's 1981. Now, I want you to think, 91, 101, that's 42, 42 years ago was the first piece. Really? Changed the world. Wow. And then 1990, the Hubble Space Telescope was launched by Space, uh, space Shuttle Discovery. Okay? All right. Somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, hello, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? How was your weekend? Oh, um, good. Uh, I'm blessed. Amen. <laughs> I am blessed. I love it. I love it when people are blessed. It just means the Lord's working and people know what's go- know that the Lord's doing it, right? Yes, awesome. sir. Okay, here we go. When Elijah prayed for his servant, the Lord opened the eyes of his servant. What did he see? Well, he saw the um, the army. The army, right? Do you remember? What, yeah. Do you remember what the army was made of? Yeah, they were spirit, and they were, and it was it was horses and chariots of uh-huh. of what kind of element? There was a very interesting element. It's very hot. Oh gosh! You, you, I'm drawing a blank. Okay, wait, wait. You roast marshmallows on it. Oh, fire? Yes, that is correct! <laughs> Golly, I'm a little slow today. <laughs> that's right. It's on Chariots of Fire. It's like, you know, that's where Chariots of Fire, the movie title comes from. So it's like the mountain's full of horses and Chariots of Fire all around. What's amazing, and I, I always, always do this, is you, you, he couldn't see, but Elisha could see it. And it's like, so what, Elijah's walking around like he can see everything that's going on, and then Whoa. we need special <laughs> prayer just to go, look, like, wow, there's a lot more going on than we think, right? Right. That's it. That's it. Probably more angels and demons around than we have any idea, right? That's the Yeah. Game. Excellent, for though. Real. You got there. You knew exactly where you were going. I was just looking for that particular. So good job. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good Thank job. you for your help. Okay. <laughs> Talk to, you, talk to you soon. Okay, have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. They were always fantastic. Remember Chariots of Fire? You never saw Chariots of Fire, did you? Everybody who's older will know what this is. Pretty good sound effects. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, people, you get what you pay for. <laughs> you just say that. All right, pick him up. I know, we're just having fun today. Can't help you. Uh, Job 21, verse 7. This is something that's going to irritate people, and this is why I'm going right from this to the psalm, okay? Here's Job 21, 7. The truth is, and this is Job responding to, to Zophar. So Job's like, you know, we're, we're picking up, we're pushing past a lot of places. I just want you to see this one thing, uh, and this is uh, verse 7 of Job 21. Uh, the truth is that the wicked live to a good old age. They grow old and wealthy. You see that? They live to a good old age. Boy. You know who Job sounds like? Sounds like somebody who's a little frustrated that the wicked don't get whacked around the way that it seems the godly does. I get it. Okay? I get it. So let me just use this psalm, and this is the psalm every person should go to as soon as they go through these feelings. That's why this psalm is in there. Psalm 73. I'm just going to read verse 1. Just listen to what I'm going to do. I'm going to use the NLT. I'm going to read all the way through it. Listen to the response. 
Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They're free from the common human burdens. They're not plagued by human ills. Their pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. With their callous hearts comes iniquity. With their evil imagination has no limit. They scoff and speak with malice, with arrogance. They threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up water in abundance. They say, how would God know? Does the Most High know anything? That is what the wicked are like, always free of care. They go around amassing wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure, and I have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted, and every morning brings new punishment. If I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply. Until I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Verse 3 through 16 tell you all the stuff the wicked get away with. Uh, verse 1 in the psalm, he's telling you, oh, it's a psalm of Asaph, he's telling you, I almost slipped. I almost fell. I almost backslid. I almost walked out. But I didn't because, you know, here's what I figured out. I'm watching the wicked get away with everything. This is the same thing that Job is saying in, in Job 21.7. Truth is, the wicked live a good old age. They grow old and wealthy. Yeah, that's true. But verse 17 sums the whole thing, 16 and 17. When I tried to understand this, it was, it was, it was troubling me. It troubled me deeply until I entered the sanctuary of God and understood their final destiny. Every person who rejects God might get a real cute blessing here on earth for the 50, 60, 70, 80 years, but they're going to hell. That's their destiny. And there will be no recovery from that. There will be no redemption once they're... I don't care what church says, well, once you're there, you can get out. No, you can't. Jesus said there's a big gulf between us and there's this, 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 this huge canyon and nobody's crossing. And you look at these people around us and you think, gosh, they don't go through the same trials. They don't go through the same struggles. They don't have to sit there and get down on their hands and knees and seek the Lord for grace and mercy and deliverance and victory and troubles. And the Lord just doesn't say anything, just doesn't say anything. And as this psalm is being written, he puts all the answers right there in verse 17. Their end, they will be eternally separated from God and they will have a, as Jesus said, a fire never goes out experience. That's why. That's the difference. I can help to get away so much. 80 years compared to 800 trillion gazillion years. Really? One millimeter to a bazillion miles. Really? And they get away with so much, but they're not going to get away with anything. And the people that do wrong and reject God and stick their fist in the face of God, they're not going to get away with it. And their end, their final destiny. You know how the psalmist says he got to that? He went into the house of God, the sanctuary of God. And when he got there, he was like, oh, yeah. 
that's going to be some serious justice meted out. That's going to be a level that you cannot come back from. You think, whoa. Yeah, the wicked may grow old. They may have lots of kids. They may have lots of money. It does happen. But nobody's going to escape except for those who are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, except those chosen by God, except those whom God has selected to spend eternity with, those who have chosen God of their own free will. Not a contradiction if you understand the difference. God is going to spend eternity with people he wants to, and he won't with those who don't want to. That's it. That's why that happens. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.